Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. Some years ago, during a Bible study at Ascension Lutheran Church in Thousand Oaks, CLU professor Dr. Jim Callis put up a large map of the Holy Land. He pointed out the Sea of Galilee, which has an outlet in the Jordan River. The waters that flow into the Sea of Galilee flow out of the Sea of Galilee, and it is filled with life. He then pointed out the Dead Sea to the south, into which the Jordan River runs. However, it has no outlet. The waters that flow into the Dead Sea stay in the Dead Sea, and it is dead. Dr. Callis used this as a metaphor for our life of faith, encouraging us to have an outlet, to share the gifts and goodness and grace of God and be filled with life, to overflow with God's abundance. The abundance of God expressed in our reading from the Gospel of John for today. All four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, recount the baptism of Jesus as the launch of his public ministry. And all four note that one of the first things Jesus did after his baptism was call disciples. He gathered and began to teach students through his words and actions. He created a beloved community to share his good news and participate in his good work. And according to the Gospel of John, one of the first things Jesus did with his disciples is go to a party. They join Mary, the mother of Jesus, at a wedding celebration in Cana of Galilee, a city that was quite close to Mary's hometown of Nazareth, to which Jesus and the disciples were also invited. Wording that indicates it was Mary who knew someone in the wedding party and her son and his friends tagged along. In that time and place, wedding celebrations lasted for a week. And so by this point, those in attendance were already having a good time. But then something goes awry. They run out of wine. I preached on this passage exactly six years ago this Sunday my second Sunday being a pastor at St. John's. Being new, I had underestimated the amount of those small communion cups filled with wine that we would need to serve communion to everyone in attendance. And so I watched as the supply dwindled as we served communion, praying that we too would not also run out of wine. We didn't. In the society of that time and place, in a culture in which interpersonal relationships were based in maintaining honor and avoiding shame, it would have been deeply shameful to this newly married couple and their families not to provide as hosts at their own wedding celebration. It would have started the married couple's marriage in disgrace. It would have cast a shadow over their standing in the society. In addition, in many cultures, 
including the Jewish culture, as evidenced in writings throughout the Old Testament, wine is a symbol of joy, representing God's goodness to us in God's good creation, God's grace in providing for us, God's abundance, God's shalom, that promised future age when all will experience the peace of God, when we will all have more than enough to survive and thrive, when we will all enjoy the abundance of God. I know not all of us can or do enjoy wine, and so I invite you to think of something that works for you. Chocolate, for example, or pizza, or sourdough rolls fresh from the oven. At this particular wedding in Cana, an abundance of wine indicated an abundance of blessing, and the wine gave out the Greek word hystereo, which means lack, being in need, going without. Perhaps how some of us feel in these difficult days. Mary believes that her son Jesus can do something about this, and so she says to him, perhaps drawing him quietly aside, they've run out of wine. And Jesus says to her, Woman, what concern is that to us? My hour has not yet come. Now, we can't hear tone of voice from the text, and we can't see their expressions. And so, while woman may seem like a harsh address to us, it is a term that Jesus uses with women who are dear to him throughout the Gospel of John. The Samaritan woman at the well, whom Jesus treats with dignity and respect, his mother, as he is on the cross, inviting his mother and the beloved disciple to care for each other. Mary Magdalene, as he comforts and commissions her after his resurrection. Jesus also says to his mother, my hour has not yet come. Throughout the Gospel of John, Jesus uses the phrase, my hour, to refer to his suffering crucifixion and resurrection from death to life. Jesus knows that using his power, the power of God, revealing who he is, the God of all creation in the flesh, will bring him into conflict with the powers of this fallen world and begin his journey to the cross. At some point during this conversation with his mother, Jesus decides it's time for that journey to begin. Mary, for her part, moving past the objections of Jesus, tells the servants to do what Jesus tells them. Mary may or may not have been expecting her son to do something miraculous, but whatever her expectations, Mary trusts that her son will take care of it. Her son will set it right. Her son will provide. And he does, abundantly. Jesus instructs the servants to fill with water six stone jars, 20 or 30 gallons each, and those stone jars, which had been filled with water that was used in Jewish rites of purification, washing their hands when they entered or left a house and before and after eating. Jesus repurposes these vessels for joyous celebration. 
And then he tells the servants to draw the water and to take it to the chief steward. In our terms today, event planner or wedding planner. And when the steward drinks the water that had become wine, he compliments the bridegroom on saving the best for last. Jesus provides about 180 gallons, over 800 bottles of the good stuff. Jesus kept the party going. He listened to his mother. He saved this newly married couple from deep social embarrassment and got their new life together off to a good start. He embodied God's goodness to us in God's good creation, God's grace in providing for us, God's abundance. As John recounts, this first sign demonstrating who Jesus is, revealing God's glory, this event that inspires the disciples to believe in Jesus, takes place at a wedding celebration. A joyous celebration of the union of two people in love for life. And so a beautiful metaphor for our union with God in Jesus Christ. As Martin Luther writes in The Freedom of a Christian, we are united with Christ by the wedding ring of faith. And in this union, Christ takes our sin and suffering and death as his own and gives us his forgiveness, salvation, and life eternal. The joyous exchange, as Martin Luther calls it. Jesus reveals God's abundant grace toward us, grace upon grace, as John writes, in providing for us, in saving us, in giving us life now and forever. Life we are called to share. As the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, the Holy Spirit has graced our community with an abundance of gifts and services and activities, a variety of abilities given to a variety of people for a variety of ministries. Each one of us is made manifest, demonstrated. We've been given the power in action of the Holy Spirit for the common good. We are all gifted. All of our gifts are from our Creator. All of our gifts are valuable. All of our gifts are to be used for good. And if you're thinking right now, perhaps that you're not gifted, that you don't have the resources to share, that there's not enough to go around, I invite you to remember that speaking words of encouragement is a gift. Compassion is a gift. Patience and kindness and understanding is a gift. Being there in any way that you can for someone who is in need is a gift. Any act of love is a gift. At the wedding in Cana, the water turns to wine as the servants are taking it out to others. It is in the process of their action that Jesus makes the miracle happen. Those servants 
might not have thought they were gifted. They might not have thought their work was important. They might not have been noticed by others. But they were noticed by Jesus. They did what Jesus told them to do. And the party continued. And the glory of God was revealed. And the disciples believed in Jesus. May we, servants of Christ, do the same. May we have an outlet for the gifts that God has given us. May we overflow with God's goodness and grace. May we be filled with life. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.